You're listening to Ants Talk. My next guest was a principal dancer on the movies Moulin Rouge and Scooby-Doo. He also appeared in many shows such as Cats and Miss Saigon. He has danced with Kylie Minogue, Belinda Carlisle, and was chosen to join Nicole Kidman and Caroline O'Connor to launch Anna Wintour's Vogue magazine. Not only is he a fabulous person, but I'm also lucky to be able to call him a friend. Rodney Saramanuel is known as the Mojo Man. His mission is to assist people to reconnect to their inner goddess and improve their lives and relationships. Think dance, exercise, mixed with burlesque. Please welcome to the show, Rodney. Hi, Rodney. Hi, love. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very well, thank you for asking and thank you for having me on the show. I'm excited oh, to share. It's fabulous and we're at, our, we're at our good distance apart so we won't catch anything from each other in these crazy times. Exactly. <laughs> Social distancing 101. Right. <laughs> so, Rodney, tell us about your early career. How did you get into dance? How did I get into dance? Now, that's a good question. How long do we have? Look, I've always had dance in my blood. I was born to dance. I came out the room, the body dancing. So, um, no, but pretty much I, um, it was always in me. And I would like, uh, I started, I think, doing ballroom dance lessons very briefly. And then I would um, enter in these local talent competitions that were held at the um, shopping centres during the school holidays. And I would, like, get up there on stage and, you know, I would do very well with all of that. Um, so that was, you know, just kept going on. And then I would, um, oh, I had a great moment at high school once, um, if we get time to share that story at the end. Of course we but do. Then, Tell um, us now. <laughs> oh, um, I remember my, um, just in my first year at high school, um, I remember on the first day of school that um, we went into um, science and I put my hand up and I said to the teacher, did we have sex education? And, um, <laughs> and all the students instantly picked up on my high little voice and started calling me poofed up. Oh. <laughs> right. And then to cut a long story short, um, there was a talent quest at school. And um, that was when breakdancing had first come in and was like really big on the map. And um, or getting big, and uh, my brother was also at the school. He was two years older, and he went around having a competition and betting that I was going to beat the break dancer in the talent competition. I love and it. And I remember I was doing flash dance, and I started off on a beam. You know what the girls use for gymnastics? Yeah, that beam. And I remember first when there's nothing, and I'm doing a split down slowly the beam, and um, yeah. And anyway, I won that competition. And that from that day on, the kids were chasing me around the school, calling me champion. And <laughs> it was just amazing how I became myself all of a sudden. Let them have it. Let them see the real side of me. And they loved it. That's brilliant. I absolutely love that. That's excellent. So going on from that, what are some more of your major moments that you've had? Okay. So that I started dancing at the age of 12 pretty much with, um, with my cousin regular dance lessons and then within three years i was actually professional i had my first job in a theater restaurant my dad was taking i was 15 and i was getting taken every night to the club and performing and um, i look back at photos now and i looked like a baby i don't even know how they hired me but i had mojo right and this is what i'm giving back and then um so that instantly i did that i finished that after six months and i went straight into cats and um my career went like 
I was never out of work. But I did anything goes after that. I did TV shows. I did Miss Saigon in London on the West End. Um, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, West Side Story. And I'd done 10 musicals by the age of 25. Wow. And then, um, yeah, really. And then, um, but the highlights I would say was um, Kylie Minogue, doing Kylie Minogue at the Mushroom 25th celebration, where there were 70,000 in the audience. And I just remember I had some great places in that out of 20 male dancers. That's incredible. I got some great moments. And I remember tears coming out of my eyes with such joy and proudness. It was just phenomenal. That was wonderful. Moulin Rouge was a great, great thing going around and opening the Cannes Film Festival. I remember um, that period because, as you remember, you took me as the chaperone for your parents to the rap correct. party, and we, you know, you marched us through this, you know, absolutely amazing one million dollar party at um, Fox Studios in Sydney, um, where they decorated the whole place like Moulin Rouge, and we were sort of pulled through the crowd by you, and then all of a sudden, I'm face to face with Nicole Kidman and you introducing me, and I almost wet myself, and it's the first time I've ever, ever been starstruck i must say but then we also got the opportunity to see you perform that night that was wonderful right and i remember my father filming that he filmed that whole performance and we were the only ones that got footage of that so i had well, cameras weren't the really around back then wasn't i remember the ago. camera it was a handheld and um yeah it was brilliant it's like how he got that in and and was filming it was just wonderful what a great moment it was. It was an am- amazing moment. And I mean, to be I, able to share it with you, even better. I know. It was one of the highlights of my life, I must say. What right. were some of the challenges that you faced as a dancer? I think, look, you know, when I saw your list of questions, I looked at that one and I thought, you know what, I never had any challenges, Anthony. And um, fortunately, I never had to really work hard, but that came back and bit me later on in life, where I felt that, came also natural and easy um i felt that i didn't know how to motivate i didn't because i didn't have to work hard i didn't go through that you know that rough period yeah and um i started feeling quite insecure but i looked back at like um years about probably five or ten years before that and i realized that i took my career for granted and um i I, um, you know, I ended my career on a high, but at a young age, I could have still kept performing. I just wish I could have really been able to understand that working hard process, you know, and really putting that, that work into it. And, um, but also I wouldn't change anything for the world either, you know, um, but yeah, no challenges really. I came out, I did two of the most demanding shows a dancer could do, which was Cats. Um, and I also did David Atkins' show, which Dynamite, which was really demanding on the body. And um, I came out of both of those shows unscathed. Um, so really and, fortunate. And injury-free, which um, ends right. dancers' careers. Totally. You know, dancers came out of Cats Never Dancing Again, yeah. you know. I mean, it, people don't realise how much work, you know, it, it has on the physical body. It, it's it's like doing, you know, the hardest style of exercise every day for months and months on end, especially with the shows. I do have a challenge. I did have a challenge. It came with the singing. Right? I remember when my dad was first told things were happening with me and I was really good, that I had to be able to sing. So he took me singing lessons. And the first singing teacher he took me to, right, was um, Ormond Douglas, who was a classical opera singing teacher. And he trained Karen Dunkerton, who was on 
um, Young Talent Time. Young Talent Time. Yeah. And um, I remember the, the song he gave me to sing was um, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. And I did remember how opera people sounded. And I remember vividly the very first Time I opened my mouth, I'm um, like, don't cry for me, <laughs> right? And I don't remember anything after that. All I remember then was being separated from my father and put into another room and hearing him tell my father that no way you'll be wasting time <laughs> and wasting your money. Uh, at least and he was you honest. Know what? But. Do you know for every audition that I ever went for, I didn't think I could sing. So I, um, because I heard that, that, that really like left a bad print in my mind. And I got this insecurity and every audition. And even when I got into the shows, you know, by 18, I was in the biggest singing show at that time, Miss Saigon on the West End, being an acrobat dancer, but I was, right? So... That was fun. That that was challenging. That was awful to be in that situation in my mm. in my body at that time. I bet. So I know <laughs> it is hilarious. I love that. So I know that you've moved from Australia to the USA. What what's that been like? It's been a big, big, big challenge because um I spent a lot of money to get here. I got an O one visa. I had been I had been um growing the program from 2010 and I was coming in and out. They finally got jack of it and refused my entry. So then I got the right visa and I went in there, but unfortunately I was running out of money within the first eight weeks. And then I came to the point where I could organize a tour internationally and just make good money. So I did that. And on when I got into London, I didn't get let in. So they sent me back to America and on my way back into America, they were asking me these questions and asked me what I was doing. And I told them what I was doing. And I didn't know that because this O1 visa only allowed me to dance. I came in as a dancer. Mm. And um, so I didn't know that I was only allowed to dance. So I told them that I did other things. And then from that day, they charged me for seeking unauthorized employment outside of my visa status. And um, they were going to send me home there and then. So that was in October of 2014, and I'm finally going to court in June to clear that right up, and then I'll have a green card. Long story, um, but I've been married, and I'm lucky that I've got a great supportive husband um, supporting me. So, um, yeah, it's been challenging that way, but I've still been able to, you know, share and work on what I've been doing. That's you know? So, um, yeah, it's been good. This is Ants Talk. So you released your burlesque beat that also featured on the Today Show. Tell us more about that. The burlesque beat, oh, that was funny. We had this Australian distributor um, take it on and give us a good amount of money for it, which paid for the costs of the production. Mm. And he also invested 17, I think it was like $17,500 on a marketing campaign. So that allowed us to get some interviews and stuff like that and a bit out there. Funny thing was, though, we weren't able to mention the DVD, which yeah. made no sense. But anyway, the Today Show got hold of it. Well, they were introduced to it, and they were going to come out and do a story on it. And they really had seen uh, the DVD and thought that they were going to come out and just take the piss, you know, mm-hmm. just like take the mickey of it and just like have, I don't know, what they were thinking. 
But when they came out, they could not leave. They were there for like 10 hours. And we had the room full of women from the age of 16 or 17 was the youngest and the oldest was 76. And there were like 30 or 40 ladies just sitting there during this whole story. And they loved it. And say something after that. So, uh, yeah, the youngest was uh, like 16 and then the highest was the oldest age was like 76. So That's incredible. And I know you can still find that on YouTube too. You can. You can. You can also download it and um, I can give you the links of that when you want. Yeah, um, we'll do that all at the is, end. I'll grab all of those off you because I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, there's two DVDs. There's a new one as well. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. Now, you run classes for your mojo technique around California and San Francisco. Tell us about your motivation around this style. Um, okay, so pretty much when I was doing the empowering with all the women, it create, there were high heel shoes, it was like G-strings, there was a lot of burlesque stuff. And, you know, I never had a problem getting, getting it out there, but there was always stigma. And mm. I think I was getting tired of, like, um, just seeing that we weren't getting anywhere near it um, or to accepting it. And more on the women not accepting it. And that really frustrated me. Um, but so what happened was I was um, four years ago, four and a half years ago, I came across this class called um, anti-gravity. And it was done with a fabric, like a hammock that they use in silks, aerial silks. Yeah. But it's like aerial silks upside down and it's like a hammock and it was doing yoga exercises or inspired exercises um to it Mm. and um after the class i thought wow this is brilliant this is like really genius because what i did was i instantly thought that the fabric was luxurious um my my method and technique was very luxurious because it's all from within and soulful um and it would be just a nice way to get people um aware of the mojo right um and then that led to dance you know and getting people to do stuff and then all of a sudden dancing you know and mixing the dance into it and just like yeah so i just felt it was another avenue and another another area where i could go Mm. but at the end of the day i'm still doing the same thing as what i was doing with the the um the burlesque yeah the burlesque because it's yeah it's mojo because i remember too i remember you telling me how um while you were doing the burlesque bit, you'd get a lot of the, the women's husbands coming to you and thanking you for sort of reawakening their wives. I've got great. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm so glad. Thank you. What happened was when I first started doing that, right. I, I, um, I opened up the studio and I literally thought that I was going to be getting, cause my target market was insecure women. They're probably going to be overweight. Most of them, you know, not fit, um, mm. very insecure you know, and told they're ugly by their husbands all their lives, right? Um, but, and thought that I would have men knocking on my door saying, my wife now has left me because of you, you know. <laughs> um, but you know what, Anthony, it was the complete opposite. What men did, like women would just come on their own and then all of a sudden their husbands or their partners were dropping them off. And then all of a sudden they're getting eye contact with me as I see them come in, the, the wives and, 
and they'd get a smile. Next thing you know, they're at the door. I'm walking them to the door. Eventually, until they could get to me mm. and thank me. And I remember being in Singapore one day, and this guy said to me, thank you so much, Rodney, for bringing her back. Yeah. And that just, that just really made sense with, you know, um, exactly what I'm doing and what yeah. I wanted. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, what a, what a recommendation and what a, you know, beautiful compliment to get. Yeah, I've got lots of interviews on YouTube of all countries and um, cities and, yeah, um, asking them questions. And it's great. Um, so it's we can so talk good. about that. So what do you th- why do you think, should I say, is movement so good for us? Movement? Uh, well, my style of movement, which is intentional movement, is, which is integrative, the inner body. And I call it almost like an integrative medicine, right? So working from the soul is going to bring on movement that just feels good Mm. right so that's the difference with me and my mojo method as opposed to other styles and other fitness genres and everything out there that comes from a more perception mind base yeah so you can do movement that you're being taught from the mind you've really brought the mind into it it's still you get results but then that goes to the core Mm. and then we but when you work from the soul and the mind method, it just brings on movement in a completely different way. Yeah. Which is um, another thing I say is this love. It's also called body awareness. You know, I allow people to go so slow that they're able to feel the movement right from the base of the, the center access point of the body, which is your pelvis. Mm. right everyone thinks the soul but no it's your pelvis you know so the movement that i do is just brilliant so just the benefits of it just like um vulnerability you know people being able to first allow themselves to get vulnerable but then also understand that the power that comes from with being vulnerable you know and it becomes like this acting game within you know and you're taking little risks and then you're feeling the benefits you know so but movement in general is wonderful right wherever Mm. it's coming from i think um i think a good thing too is especially at the moment with this coronavirus stuff and people self-isolating and stuff like that people are actually really enjoying slowing down do you know what I mean? Hello. Hello. And you know, Anthony, people run away from the word slowing or slowing down or soul. But I tell you what, what we can learn when we're able to slow something down to the slowest point we possibly can, whether it's a transition or an exercise or breaking down a thought, you know, we're able to like, um, get in do so much without us even knowing that could be healing that could be strengthening that could be fulfilling it could be therapeutic it could be anything joyous it could be emotional and it just wakes it up and Mm. it's and i just got passionate into that sorry (laughs) we love passion now do you think that these classes are just for women no um men too so um my movement has this sense of power, but it's also got this very sensual side to it, which is like almost, you can take it anyway, feminine. Um, 
So it's this soft and yeah, it's it's for both, you know. I like to bring men in and get them to I I do a version for men. I will be honest. I believe that women work from the hips and men work from their backs, yeah. their upper body, right? And that's how they protect themselves. That's how they instantly, right? So when I'm breaking movement down with, from the pelvis with men, they find it a little bit difficult. Um, so I do different versions just so that they can step into it with more comfort. Um, but... Um, uh, when they do that with intention, they find their lovely feminine side. It's in us all anyway. And vice versa, getting the women, they struggle with me trying to incorporate their backs or bring recognition into their backs. Mm. Um, and I think that's because of the masculine word, right? Yeah. Or the stigma attached to that. It's interesting. But, you know, look, it's for both people. Definitely, definitely. Tune in each week for Anne's Talk to learn about real-life stories, celebrities and everything in between. I've got a question for you. If you could choose anybody in the world, who would you like to see in your class? Okay, it would be... It would be Oprah Winfrey. Mm. My queen. Madonna. My, it's my yeah, young Madonna. queen. <laughs> and Beyonce. Oh, fabulous. What a trio. Right. Bit of experience with all of them. Yeah. That all would be powerful. Amazing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it would be great playing, getting, trying to get their vulnerable, their, their flirtatious, their playful. Um, and I'm sh- and I'm sure Oprah Stedman. I'm sure Oprah Stedman would love it. You know what? She'd be so good at it. Yeah, she would. Be. They're my age. They're my baby boomers. They're the ones that shine. Every time a baby boomer comes into one of my classes, it's so joyous teaching them because they've got nothing to lose. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What message would you like people to know about your work? I'd like people to know about my work that if they were to come and have a look at it, they walk away smiling because they see the um, humility and that they see also vulnerabilities and they see powerful and just this sense of acceptance. And joy, I would put in there. Total joy. Total joy. That was coming. So all those (laughs) words... I right. stole the word so, out of your mouth. <laughs> you know, and you can. That's what's great about the mojo. You know, it's an energy, right? It's an energy. The body's just the body. The mojo is an energy and it attracts people. And yeah, so the, the, when you can work like that and have that or be aware of your magic or that side of you, it just, yeah, it just opens up everything. Yeah, everything. definitely. <laughs> It's where, great to be around. Where do you see yourself in the future? Where I see myself in the future is um, continuing on this spiritual journey that I'm on, which is really, really, really enjoyable. And um, hopefully coming across the success of reinventing, not reinventing, but replacing the 
the good old, remember Richard Simmons? I do indeed. Fitness guru that used to have women and men of all ages all dancing around in their lightness and their shorts. And, um, yeah, I'd like, I, I can see myself, when I turn 50, which is going to be in a year and a half, I've got a feeling that you're going to see it all again with a bit of, bit of a different twist. Well, funny enough, you both have so similar... So, Mojo Man. You, you definitely have similar energies. Well, yeah, we both, we both are very emotional. And we're passionate about very, what you do. And passionate, right? Yeah. So, and we just, yeah, so I'd love to, I'd love to be doing that. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Be but so, everything's so, sharing and continuing what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. Now, Rodney, tell us, at all, tell all the listeners, where can they find more about you? You can go on Instagram, Mojo Man Rodney, and you can also use the account the mojo technique which is t-h-e-m-o-j-o the word technique gorgeous you can um go to you can go to youtube and type in rodney james sexy rodney james chair and you'll get our rodney james interviews and you can get a list of videos you can go to my website, which is www.themojotechnique.com. And you can also purchase my and download my DVDs at www.themojoman, dot V for Victor, H for Harry, X for xylophone.tv. Fabulous. So get on to that, everybody, because um, you will be entertained, trust me. I've seen them all. I love it all. Rodney, thank you so much for coming on to the show. I really appreciate it, my dear, dear friend. I'm willing to give you a couple of DVDs if you want to give them away. That or, would be a um, great idea, yeah. Downloads. you just got to let me know when you... Yeah, so anytime you want to give a download away, just let me know and I'll send you the code. That could maybe be a prize for the listeners. I love it. All right, darling, thank you so much for your time. I love you too, and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you, darling. You will. I'll be back over there very soon. All right. Thank you so much for this opportunity. All right. We'll see you in Australia very soon. No worries. I love you. Bye-bye, darling. Love you too. Bye. Ants Talk. It's like Oprah, but not.